Greetings, everyone. This is Terry Naturally with another edition of Terry Talks Nutrition. We're here every Saturday and Sunday morning from 8 o'clock until 9 o'clock Central Standard Time. And we are here primarily for you to share information with you, science-based evidence and research on clinical studies for alternatives that may make your life a whole lot better because you and I are the only ones responsible for our health. No doctors, no drugs, no hospitals, no professionals can make our life better if we don't take the first steps to make our life better. Doctors can provide help, chiropractors, all these professionals can be of great benefit to us. But if we don't live a quality of life and make the best choices on a daily basis for our health, that includes selecting the right diet, the right foods that promote health and not discourage health, the right amount of exercise, sleep, and being cautious about smoking, drinking excessively, all the things that may be bad for us, we should be able to moderate or eliminate. And we can make a huge difference. But if we don't take care of our health, then all the other things that we try to do, like chiropractics, like our physicians, like supplements, everything it's much, much more difficult to help us make changes. We must take the first step and decide by choice that we want a better life. And you can listen to Terry Talks Nutrition live anywhere around the world by just going to my website, terrytalksnutrition.com. And go to the radio show section, click on live, change your times wherever you are around the world to be on the same time we are here broadcasting in the Central Standard Time in the USA. But if you can't do that, and really I find it would be quite inconvenient for many people, but I do have listeners around the world live, but you can go also on to the archive section of the radio show. And you can listen to radio shows at your convenience anytime you want, anywhere you want. And you can also subscribe to my newsletter that is sent out to you every Friday. And you can also read all of our newsletters that we have archived in the e-newsletter archive section of the newsletter. But we're here to share with you not to make decisions for you, not to tell you to go off your drugs, but maybe to have a way to get off your drugs in time with the aid of your physician. So we're here to offer you a feature topic every week and other really very excellent pieces of information to make your life better. So today we're going to talk about how to have natural relief for anxiety and stress. 
We'll talk about red wine. The healthy choice for blood sugar levels. And why do so few Americans really experience optimal heart health? We'll talk about that as well. And vision loss. A risk factor for dementia. And herbs of the day. We'll talk about berberine. B-E-R-B-E-R-I-N-E. Berberine. And vegetable oils are not vegetable oils. And what about melatonin? You know, melatonin, everybody thinks it's for sleep. Yes, it does. But melatonin is for hundreds and hundreds of indications and conditions. And everyone needs melatonin every day. Now, our body makes melatonin, but maybe not enough. And of course, as we get older, all of our functions slow down. We don't run as fast. We don't respond as fast. We don't have a greater balance. All things change with age. And we may not be secreting enough melatonin on a daily basis. And everyone, not just for sleep, but for hundreds of reasons, everyone needs melatonin. And now a new study came out on delirium and melatonin. What about leg cramps? Is that one of your issues? And we'll give you some tips on eggs. And we have a whole lot of other things too as well. But let's get on with our featured topic today. And that is anxiety and stress. And wow, how many people today are having difficulties with anxiety and stress? It's everyone for some reasons. You know, COVID-19. Viral infections, wearing masks, some do, some don't. And it's an individual freedom to choose as you want. What about all the problems with the economy? Money, not as free as it used to be. And now we have to make choices. Gas has gone up like crazy. Food has gone up. Inflation has affected everyone worldwide. I know there is stress in everyone's life. And I'm not going to take it away. I can't take it away. But I can tell you how it can be relieved and you'll be able to cope with the stress without damaging your health. That's what it comes down to. If you can manage your anxiety and stress, Cope with it, so to speak, so it doesn't kill you. It doesn't drive you crazy. You don't lose any sleep over it. You can have a healthier life, but still be in the midst of all this chaos. You know, today, Americans really, really are anxious. Anxiety. 
Everybody has anxiety. What does it feel like? Well, when you're nervous, when you're just afraid to do something, you don't want to report to the boss's office. Why? Because you're nervous. You have no idea what the boss wants. Relationships, financial issues, your health, all of these are ways of having a nervous tension. It's something that you just don't feel comfortable. Maybe it even causes you to perspire more. You may have a little drops of perspiration running down your back. Maybe the hair goes up on the back of your neck. Some cases, people actually get so nervous and so anxious, they vomit or have diarrhea. People that need to fly but hate to fly, people that need to get up and give a presentation at the office but hate to talk in front of people, people that drive in traffic that are afraid to drive in traffic, but for some reason they need to, but they are so anxious, their palms are sweating. Anxiety is the most common mental disorder. Get that. Anxiety is the most common mental disorder. And I think we all have it to some degree. In fact, it's even more common than depression. It's not as debilitating as depression. I don't know how many people die from suicide, from anxiety, but they do from depression. But anxiety is affecting more people in the United States than depression. And it's no wonder that the anti-anxiety drug Xanax is the number one drug, psychiatric drug, in America. Almost 50 million prescriptions are written annually of Xanax. Now, a recent study that indicated that people that took Xanax for 184 days. Now, that 184 days is the number of days that could have been consecutively taken Xanax or periodically until that person reaches 184 days under the prescription for Xanax. Those people that took Xanax for 184 days, either in one stretch or periodically until they took that drug for 184 days, those people were classified as having a 90% risk of having Alzheimer's disease in the future. Xanax destroyed so many brain cells 
and damage the brain so severely with inflammation that those individuals had a 90%, that's 90% chance risk of having Alzheimer's disease in the future. Now, there are also many side effects with Xanax. The most common, or more common, I should say. Drowsiness, dizziness, insomnia, memory problems, poor balance or coordination, slurred speech, trouble concentrating, and irritability. And the less common are diarrhea, sweating, headache, nausea, blurred vision, and appetite changes. The drug doesn't come without serious side effects. So if you're looking for some way to reduce the stress in your life or reduce the anxious feeling, you know, if you have to do something that takes you out of your, how should I say, take it out of your calm environment, just makes you nervous. Oh, I don't want to do that. Then you, you, you worry about it all day. That's why some people don't sleep at night because they can't shut off their mind. But you can have safe relief for anxiety. A drug, in fact, that's what they call it in Europe, but it's actually a herb. And it's an herb that you will probably well recognize. It's called echinacea. Now, I know many of you will recognize the name echinacea, and you will recognize why echinacea has been used as far back as the American Indians before drugs were available. And echinacea was, for, was used for cold and flu and for improving the immune system. Now, they also have found in research studies at the University and the Hungarian Academy of Sciences in Budapest, Hungary. Now, I've told you many times that plants, herbs, have a variety of components, many, many, many molecules that have a variety of benefits. A drug is only one molecule. It's only one single molecule that affects one single pathway. And plants have hundreds, if not thousands, of molecules to affect a variety of conditions, dozens of conditions, positively and negatively. Now, when you take echinacea for cold and flu, that echinacea is standardized for the polysaccharides, that have been proven to be very effective for cold and flu. Great studies. A great product of echinacea that I love that was studied in Switzerland shows that it is as effective or more effective than Tamiflu. But now, two neuroscientists in Budapest, Hungary, at the Hungarian Academy of Sciences, discovered a other, another, I should say, discovered another group of compounds in echinacea other than the polysaccharides, and these are called 
alchemite. So they developed an echinacea at a very, very high level of the alchemites and in a very, very small dosage. When you take echinacea for colon flu, you might take three, four hundred milligrams several times a day. What these scientists, neuroscientists in Budapest, found that the alchemites are only required in a very, very small dosage. Maybe 40 milligrams twice daily. 40 milligrams. Now, a randomized, double-blind, placebo-controlled trial of 62 healthy adults with very high levels of anxiety. Now, you and I get anxious driving, flying, whatever it might be. But when people have a very high level of anxiety, they are more likely on a drug like Xanax. And these neuroscientists are trying to get people off the drugs with a very safe, no side effects form of of, of, of echinacea. So they did a trial. They divided the 62 healthy adults in half. Half received a unique extract of echinacea, 40 milligrams twice a day, and the other half received a placebo for seven days, just seven days. Each subject, each person, took a standardized assessment test called the State Trait Anxiety Inventory Assessment to measure their anxiety level at the beginning and at the end of the study. Just a one-week study. The results of this randomized, double-blind, placebo-controlled trial, the average anxiety score declined almost 20% on day seven of the trial using the echinacea group, versus only a 5% decline for the placebo group. The echinacea group also saw twice the reduction in stress levels versus the placebo group, and zero side effects, zero adverse effects were reported when taking this echinacea that was standardized for the alchemites. So not any echinacea will do. All echinacea is not the same. Plants are wonderful pharmacies of nature. Plants are loaded with molecules, loaded with different components that have a far-reaching effect than drugs, and rarely with side effects. And in this case, with this echinacea, standardized for the alchemides, has no side effects. So the researchers in Hungary specifically identified a unique echinacea species, echinacea angustifolia, and containing the right 
type and amount of the compounds called alkamides. That's A-L-K-A-M-I-D-E-S, alkamides. And they're very similar in function as cannabinoids in the brain. And at the right dosage to significantly reduce anxiety. They bind to the receptors in the brain. On the cannabinoid receptors in the areas of the brain that regulates anxiety. Now, we're not going to get rid of the conditions that cause anxiety. We're not going to get rid of the conflict of relationships. We're not going to get rid of the financial difficulties. We're not going to get rid of driving in traffic or flying on an airplane. Yes, you don't have to do those things. That will reduce anxiety. But sometimes we have to do those things, and we don't want to do those things. So we can't regulate the conditions that cause anxiety, but we can use natural alternatives to help us regulate the anxiety in our body. These are safe and effective. No significant adverse effects reported in multiple clinical trials. And it, and it works so quickly that the effects may be noticed in just the first day of use. The dosage is 40 to 80 milligrams daily. That's all you need to take. They come in 20 milligram tablets that was developed by the Hungarian Academy of Sciences. So one or two tablets twice daily. And in fact, the last two you may take during the day may be, be, may be a benefit helping you to sleep better. So maybe take one or two before you go to bed at night, maybe an hour before bedtime. This reduces anxiety. If you have to get on a plane and fly, maybe start taking echinacea, standardized for the alchemides the day before. You could even do it up to an hour before, and it'll make a difference. If you have to go on stage and perform, or if you have to give a presentation, and it makes you so nervous that you are afraid to get up on that stage and give a presentation or prepare to give a report before your colleagues in the office or wherever you might be. Take one or two tablets an hour before the event. You'll see a major change in your levels of anxiety. I think uh, these two neuroscientists should probably be selling this product in airports around the world. With all the chaos in airports and all the flights that are canceled and all the problems that, are, that arise when flights are canceled, or it's, it's a terrible chaotic condition. And I'm sure it causes tremendous stress Parents traveling with families, small kids. Uh, it's amazing how they are still resilient 
and still manage. But this very special form of echinacea can make a huge, huge difference. Now, red wine. Red wine is a wonderful addition to helping you be healthy. You, have you ever heard of the Mediterranean diet? Many people that live in the Mediterranean live healthier than we do in the U.S. They live longer. They live with less disease. They are more active. And they do a lot of things right. I've traveled a lot in Europe. And I've seen 60, 70, 75-year-old women going to the grocery store, or the market, I should say, on their bikes to pick up their groceries. Oh, you'd never see that in the U.S. You know, I, in fact, one time I saw a lady struggling up a sidewalk uphill, carrying two big bags of groceries, and she was in her, I think, 70s, early 80s, maybe. And I just kind of, I I did speak Italian, but I tried to say in my English, could I, could I help, could I help? And no, 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 didn't want any help. Well, maybe I scared her, but nevertheless, she managed. That's why people in the Mediterranean have more activity. They walk more, they ride their bike more, they have out, more outdoor activities, and their diet is better. A lot of it is fish because they're on the seacoast, lots of fruits and vegetables. But experts have looked at the Mediterranean diet, and two things really stood out of all, and that is drinking red wine, as do the French. You know the French paradox? The French eat a lot of fat, a lot of eggs, a lot of cream, a lot of liver, a lot of duck fat. And they, and they, and they smoke. But they have less heart disease, less atherosclerosis than we do in the U.S. Red wine is a food. Now, I'm not saying you get hammered on red wine. I'm not saying you should drink eight or nine glasses on the weekend of red wine. But on the average, they drink one or two glasses and a little bit more. I've seen probably most drink two glasses of wine with lunch and dinner. And this is more... I guess I say, I'd say it this way. Men are more able to take a greater portion of wine than women. Double. So women should have one or two glasses per day. Men should have, well, let me pause here. I see the clock on the wall is ticked down, and I've got to take a short pause here for some commercials, but I'll be right back. This is Terry Naturally with Terry Talks Nutrition. We'll be back right after this. And welcome back, my friends. This is Terry Naturally with another edition of Terry Talks Nutrition. We're here up until the uh, top of the hour. We have about another 25, 26 minutes left to the show. And our topic right now is red wine. 
and it has healthy benefits for many, many conditions of the body. It actually even prevents cancer, heart disease, high blood pressure, type 2 diabetes, blood sugar levels. There are many reasons why the elderly in the Mediterranean countries live longer with a better quality of life until the end. And they looked at a lot of different aspects of the Mediterranean diet. They eat a lot more fish than meat. And when they eat meat, what I would call meat would be duck, also goat, sheep, also with a lot of fruits and vegetables. But from experts looking at the Mediterranean diet, two things really stood out. The consumption of red wine, one to two glasses per day, or men maybe two to four glasses per day, and olive oil. And the quantity of olive oil and I've done a lot of research on olive oil because I believe it is more than a food. It is actually so important for the health of our body. In place of other types of fats, olive oil is a medicine. It contains very high concentrations of polyphenols. Hydroxytyrosol. It's a very important antioxidant. Prevents the damage to our cells and body. Both olive oil and red wine were consumed in good quantities, not excessively. And in articles on red, excuse me, on articles on olive oil for the Mediterranean countries, on average, they consume a quarter of a cup of olive oil a day. Now, and that's not everyone, but on a country average, it would be about a quarter of a cup of olive oil. That's about eight tablespoons a day, six to eight tablespoons a day. So, we don't even come close. In fact, they consume about 22 liters of olive oil annually. In the United States, we consume one liter annually. So olive oil and red wine flow very, very freely. Now, they actually drink it. I've talked to some people in the Mediterranean countries. And they said every morning before they went off to school, from as little as they could remember, their mother would give them a shot glass of olive oil. And I see some now, some olive oil companies, I received a couple, I, I have reviewed a number of different olive oils looking for one of the more effective, highest quality olive oil and some of them actually even send a shot glass 
along with their bottle of olive oil. They know that's the way to take it. Yes, you can drizzle it on your salad, but you're getting maybe a very, very small amount. And then how much resides in the, in the bowl when you finish your salad? It's wasted. They drink it by the spoonful and the cupful. Now, if you're not accustomed to it, it's going to take some small dosages before you can start moving up to a higher dosage. I'm not saying you should start off with a quarter of a cup, but I think it would make everybody healthier if you would consume one and a half to two tablespoons and make sure they were tablespoons and make sure you took them off the tablespoon to make sure that you get all of the oil and not a measure of it in the salad bowl. Or if you add it to soups, are you getting any olive oil? We can use it for cooking. Are you getting any olive oil? It's a way that we can use it more effectively. But if you really want to make sure you get a medicinal quantity of olive oil, it should come off the spoon. That would be the best way to do it. Now also, they have found red wine. In fact, this is a new study just came out. Red wine is good for type 2 diabetes. Now, that doesn't mean you should go out and start hammering red wine. But researchers compared red wine and red, excuse me, and white wine and green, black, and white tea for their active compounds called polyphenols. These polyphenols are very, very powerful antioxidants. And you know, we all hear about inflammation. And 98% of all diseases is related to an inflammatory process. But inflammation does not cause an unhealthy condition. Doesn't cause heart disease. Doesn't cause arthritis. It doesn't cause type 2 diabetes. Inflammation is a healing process. When you injure your finger, like you slam it in the car door, you twist an ankle, you sprain your knee, you will see inflammation in action. Inflammation will come from the injured area. You'll see, let's say, let's say you sprain your knee. Your knee is going to be warm to the touch, hot maybe. It's going to be swollen with fluid. It's going to hurt. You may have pain. These are all signs of the inflammation going to work to heal that area. But what caused that injury, of course, is maybe you stepped off a curb rung. Maybe you were hiking. Maybe you were doing too much heavy lifting. But our body is damaged by our diet, which causes more inflammation than injuries. Because the American diet is a pro-inflammatory diet, 
means that it causes inflammation. So what causes inflammation? Carbohydrates, sugar, and vegetable oils. And keep that in mind because I'll touch on vegetable oils later in the show if we get that far. But the oxidative damage that is caused by our diet, caused by vegetable oils, caused by stress, all this oxidative stress damage that is caused by pollution, pesticides, chemicals, smoking, all these common chemicals and pollution and pollutants that damage the cells. Now, we should be consuming very high levels of antioxidants in foods, like fruits and vegetables, nuts and seeds, coffee, tea, wine. These are all loaded with antioxidants and olive oil, a very, very, very powerful one of the most powerful antioxidants is found in olive oil. And not the cheap olive oil. So either we are not getting enough antioxidants to prevent damage to our cells, to our DNA, or we have too much pollution, pesticides, chemicals, sugar, carbohydrates, vegetable oils, all those things that cause inflammation. So inflammation stays in our body as long as we need it to help heal our body based on the damage we are doing on a daily basis. So either we can cut out the damaging effects, even like sun. If you're outside in the sun and you enjoy some time in the sun, great. When you lay out there and you burn, or you go golfing and you and you have a sunburn when you get back, and if it to the point where it peels, you have damaged your cells. And over time, whether it be smoking, or chemicals, or sugar, or carbohydrates, all the entities that cause damage to our cells, our DNA tissues, organs, glands can be stopped with using antioxidants. Antioxidants prevent damage to our body and improve the quality of our life and the longevity of our life and reduce anti-aging, or I should say aging. Now you see somebody that has lived out in the Arizona desert all their lives. And they smoked all their lives. With the, with the sun beating down on their face, smoking, both of these are very powerful oxidative stress conditions. And you'll see their faces all wrinkled. They look many years older. I know women love cosmetics on their face, but that doesn't make a lovely face. Or internally, we need antioxidant benefits. So this wine is very powerful in antioxidant activity. 
with the ability to inhibit sugar absorption in the intestines. The result of this comparisons, red wine, white wine, green, black, and white tea. Well, the green tea had the highest level of polyphenol content, followed by the other teas, then red wine. White wine had very little polyphenol content, very little nutritional value. Lots of alcohol makes you tipsy. It doesn't have any nutritional value compared to the red wine. Green tea had the highest antioxidant activity. 78% inhibition of these free radicals like pollution, solar radiation, radiation when you're flying, smoking, then followed by red wine, having a 59%. Then the other teas, and finally, white wine. White wine only had a 10%. Red wine almost completely inhibited the enzymes that break down carbohydrates. Green and black tea also had significant inhibition of these enzymes. So the conclusion of this study, for overall health benefits, include reducing blood sugar, drink red wine. Now, don't save it up for the weekend. Don't have to get tipsy every day. Don't have to get hammered on it. But it's part of a good, healthy lifestyle. One or two glasses a day, you may may be even up to three or four a day. And add green tea which is very healthy to improve the antioxidant benefits of our health. You know, there are very few Americans are experiencing optimal heart health. How can that be? We live in a world of plenty. We have the best hospitals in the world. We have the best professional care in the world. But yet, very few Americans really have good heart health. Why? Well, researchers measured five components of heart health in over 55,000 people aged 20 years or more. Looking at blood pressure, blood sugar, cholesterol, body fat, whether or not healthy, overweight, or obese, the presence or absence of cardiovascular disease, result of this study, less than 7% of those that participated in the study, 7% of the 55,000 people had a positive rating in all five measures. 
and comparisons to the data from 1999, then 66% of people overweight or obese, now there are 75%, 75% of the American people overweight or obese. 40% of the people had high blood sugar levels. Now today it's 60% in just 20 years. But there is some good news. Many people are intermediate, slightly overweight, or slightly elevated blood pressure. That means there is still time. There is still time to get back on track. Drugs don't do everything. You have to realize we are responsible for the damage over the last 20 years. You and I. If you have high blood pressure, if you have heart disease, cardiovascular disease, atherosclerosis, what are you eating? How much activity do you have? There is still time to make changes. So where do you start? Well, the first thing is lose weight. That's one of the most easy and common conditions to make your health better. Get your blood sugar level down. And you'll find optimal health. You don't need drugs. I'm not saying go off your drugs, because if you're on drugs, I don't know your history. I'm not a doctor, and you should talk to your doctor, but it can't do you any harm and tremendous amount of good to lose weight. And to get your blood sugar level down and find optimal heart health, follow the Mediterranean diet. Follow the ketogenic diet. These are all beneficial for better heart health. And then maybe you might need some extra help for your heart. I would highly recommend grape seed extract, which are standardized for OPCs, oligomeric proanthocyanidins. 150 to 300 milligrams daily. Proven record. Clinical studies. Reduces blood pressure. Improves circulation and blood flow. Strengthens blood vessels. That's one herb. The other herb is Hintonia lactiflora. 100 milligrams two or three times daily. Reduces blood sugar levels. Use safely in combination with blood sugar-lowering medication in clinical trials. So if you're on drugs or not on drugs, you can safely use Intonia lactiflora. 60 years of research on this herb in Europe. And then add vitamins A, about 10,000 IUs. Vitamin D3, 5,000 international units. And K2, 45 micrograms 
Now, what these do is keep your arteries flexible and strong, prevents dangerous blood clots and calcium deposits, the plaque in your arteries. The plaque that forms in your arteries slows down circulation, blocks circulation. Some people have to have bypass surgery. Their arteries are so blocked that blood can't flow back to the heart. Now, all of these making changes, like losing weight, change your diet to the Mediterranean diet or the ketogenic diet, and add supplements like grapeseed extract. In fact, I wrote a book on grapeseed that has a tremendous amount of good information on why you should use grapeseed extract. You can buy it on my website, Terry Talks Nutrition, or you can buy it on Amazon. Grapeseed extract, Antonia, Lactiflora, and then add the vitamins A, D3, and K2 which is tremendously important for the heart, your heart health, and give you the best ability to be stronger and healthier and lose weight. But if you go on the right diet, you will automatically lose weight. You have to change the diet you're eating. You have to change the food you're eating. You can't just eat less of the food that made you fat because eventually you're going to go back eating the food at the level that you did before, and you'll gain more fat. And every time you lose fat, you lose muscle. Every time you lose weight, you lose muscle. About 35 to 50% of the loss of weight is muscle. So when you lose weight, you lose muscle. And when you gain the weight back, you gain more fat, not muscle. So it behooves you to lose weight along with the weight-bearing exercises to keep your body healthy and strong, your muscles healthy and strong, because you'll have a better posture, you'll have a, you'll have a better level of activity, you can do more and be more productive for what you're working on and your family. So with that, my friends, I'm almost out of time. As time goes by so fast. But you can always join me again tomorrow, 8 o'clock till 9 o'clock Central Standard Time, right here, same station, same time. Uh, and for those that would like to join us live, terrytalksnutrition.com, go into the radio show, change your times wherever you are, and also subscribe to my newsletter and buy my books. They'll give you a tremendous amount of information. They won't cost you anything. They'll give you something. It'll be beneficial for you. So with that, my friends, say a prayer for this crazy, crazy world. God bless you, and God bless this great country. Thank you for listening to Terry Talks Nutrition Weekly Show. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a review on your favorite podcast platform, including Apple, Google, and iHeartRadio.